Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey y'all, welcome in to Go Fight Win, the show with all the high school football stories you love. On this episode, we'll speak with Ryan McGee, talented fella, works for ESPN, a writer, co-host on the SEC Network at Marty and McGee, and he'll tell us about his time coming up covering high school sports, how it helped him in his career, and he'll also explain the difference between a bulldog and a devil dog. Oh yeah. We'll also catch up with the Coffee Town High School football copperheads, as Reptile Henderson and the gang start off the season with Copper Central, those dirty dogs. And we'll start everything off with a look around all the best, most absurd, and wildest high school football headlines I saw over the last few days. It's time for Go Fight Win. Buckle up. Just get the ball to Don Cug and let that touch you up. Oh yeah, it is episode one of Go Fight Win. We will have an episode every Thursday on YouTube, Apple, and the Spotify, wherever you find your shows as we run through this football season. It is a wonderful time of year, and it's always magical, especially on high school football fields around America. Thanks for joining. I'm your host, Wes Blankenship, and it's going to be a really fun season. So the first story that pops off the page for me is a football game in Savannah, Georgia that got interrupted by a TikTok challenge. Benedictine Military School was taking on Jenkins. Roscoe Jenkins. And the game ended in the third quarter with Benedictine, uh, known as BC to the locals, up 42 to nothing. But that wasn't the emergency situation that caused a panic in the stands. No, it was TikTok, a TikTok challenge told everybody to act like there was a chaotic, emergent, panic-stricken event in the stands, and officials saw it. They didn't know what was going on. They said, let's just cancel this thing. BC already has it in hand, 42 to nothing. Here's my thing. What happened with TikTok? What happened to the app where you just fired up a phone, you leaned it up against a car tire in your driveway, 
and put on Soldier Boy and did some dance moves with your girlfriends. I'm not speaking from experience. That's just what I thought TikTok always was. But now it is a uh, potentially panic-stricken, chaotic app that has people canceling high school football games. That's wild to me. It reminds me of Tommy Lee Jones' monologue at the start of No Country for Old Men, the film by the Coen brothers based on the book by Cormac McCarthy. And the theme of the movie is that Ed Tom Bell, Tommy Lee Jones just has a thing for uh, having three names, I guess. Ed Tom Bell, the sheriff, sees this evil in his town, his jurisdiction. And the theme is it's this new evil that's coming on. And he doesn't know if he can take it on. Here's what he says at the beginning of the movie. Crime you see now, it's hard to even take its measure. It's not that I'm afraid of it. I always knew you had to be willing to die to even do this job. But I don't want to push my chips forward and go out and meet something I don't understand. A man would have to put his soul at hazard. He'd have to say, okay, I'll be part of this world. And that's where I feel like we are with TikTok right now. It's an evil we don't understand. And listen, I love the memes that you see on TikTok about high school football. A lot of creative, hilarious football players out there that perfectly sum up how terrible it is to do two-a-days, how much it sucks to have to do bear crawls, and we'll get to a real bear crawl in a minute. But can we just shoot TikTok just fired into the sun if it's going to cancel high school football games? I guess a 42 nothing deficit wasn't enough of an emergency for the fans in the stands. You have to go out there and manufacture it. I know I sound like Clint Eastwood yelling at the clouds, get off my lawn. But look, man, think about all the bad things that can happen if you start a TikTok-fueled stampede. Someone could step on your nachos and cheese from the concession stand. You know they're good. They're the best you're going to get there anyway. Or maybe someone could trample you. Let's tone it back, okay? Maybe a mercy rule would have been fine, but you don't have to use TikTok. All right, I mentioned that literal bear crawl, and this story is out of Gatlinburg, Tennessee, where a head football coach captured a real bear running out on the field before the season started. Thankfully, no one was involved. That would have been a real TikTok challenge to get behind. Uh, A bear is out here. Let's see how many people we can get to run away. That's what you want to do is run away from the bear. But this coach in Gatlinburg, at Gatlinburg, Pittman High, uh, their mascot is not the Bears. That would have been too perfect. The Highlanders, all right? If anyone can take on a bear, it's a Highlander. So uh, head coach Brad Wagner was on the home field right there in Gatlinburg, and he sees a bear running out on the field. It's not just me making things up in Coffee Town uh, about boars running out on the field. This is a real thing, a real threat. A bear was out on the field and Gatlinburg, you know, up in the hills, a lot of bears. It's not too crazy to see one, but maybe the bear just wanted to uh, take a stroll and see what he could find in the way of a a good entertaining football game. Uh, Coach Wagner said that the bear could definitely play on the defensive line. I think that would probably be against county stipulations, coach. I think people would get hip to that pretty quickly. Probably difficult to get a helmet on a bear and suit them up. But you got to watch out for bears. Bears are getting bold, by the way. I saw a video this summer of a bear at the beach. You can see a bear anywhere. 
and they definitely want to show up at high school football games. I don't blame this bear. Just another day in the Smoky Mountains is what Brad Wagner said. Hashtag we are GP. You always got to get that hashtag in for the football team. We are Gatlinburg Pittman, the Highlanders. Watch out for bears. Now, this wasn't a headline per se. This was a uh, tweet at the Go Coffee Town Twitter account, at Go Coffee Town. This comes from Ken Hendricks, at Ken DH. I asked for people to uh, send in their wildest things they saw at high school football games or heard on the radio, and that invitation is always open to tweet at Go Coffee Town. You got a crazy radio call that sounds like it's from the Coffee Town universe, send it in. We'll play it on the show right here, and everyone will get to listen to it. It's not just me hosting this show. I'm not just a gatekeeper. Y'all are all part of this thing, and I want to hear what y'all are hearing out there. I, y'all, y'all got the boots on the ground. All right, you see a bear. Send it in. Don't get too close, but try to you know try to get me some some video of it, and we'll we'll show it right here on Go Fight Win. But Ken Hendricks says a Crawford County quarterback got thrown out of the game, flipped off the coaches and the crowd, and literally walked into the woods. This wasn't a metaphysical, metaphorical walk into the woods. This was a real escape. This Crawford County quarterback left the field and walked into the woods, and this was after he flipped off the coaches and the crowd. This wasn't just a bone he had to pick with his coaches. He had enough with the crowd, too. And if you're that upset, the woods do seem like a pretty tempting place to go. The uh, announcer, apparently, according to Ken here, says it was an impressive first game for the freshman. Look, if that's the measuring stick, for your impressive freshman, you might need to start warming somebody else up in the bullpen. I'll just say that. Um, I'm not sure what he did to get ejected, to get thrown out of the game. I'm not sure why he wouldn't have flipped off the refs too. Maybe he knew he was uh, in the wrong. Um, but the the woods are not part of the field, son. This is not Canadian football. The field is not a mile long. Uh, and, and you can't just walk into the woods and expect it to still be part of the playing surface. You are out of bounds, man. You're gone. You're out of the game at that point in more ways than one. And I'll tell you this, that bear story, it's, it's a lot different when a bear walks on the football field than when you walk onto the bear's football field, okay? That's his turf. That's his gridiron, Okay. And now you're playing by his rules. There's no ejections there. Watch the Revenant. Okay, a helmet, shoulder pads are not going to help you out. So you got to tread lightly. These Bears, they want to watch the football game, sure, but they do not want you in their game. Mm-mm. They're playing tackle football, son, and they're tackling with their teeth. So I hope the Crawford County quarterback made it back. I'll try to track down a name, maybe talk to him if if he'll allow it and see – if he's all right, uh, maybe he's, you know, maybe the game was just a little tough for him as a freshman. It, it can be challenging. I get that. But you can't be walking in the woods, man. we got a game going on here. All right. Uh, those are some entertaining stories. That's going to be the tone setter in each one of these episodes. So if y'all see a good story, please let me know. At Wes underscore in ship on Twitter, Wes Blankenship, or at Go Coffee Town. 
or you can go to gocoffeetown.com if it's a little bit lengthier story. I'm talking about real time. I'm talking about your glory days, the craziest things you saw happen when you played high school ball. There is a link that I'll put in this show's description for you to submit your own best high school football storylines. Coming up, high school football storyline you won't want to miss. Reptile Henderson and Coffee Town High School Football are back, baby. Taking on Copper Central on the road. We'll see how it goes. Coffee Town and Copper Central going to kick this thing off. Put on your safety goggles because the snot is fixing to fly. Copper Central is a six and a half point favorite according to the Copperhead Courier. I ain't supposed to put money on the ball games, but Mama bet the farmer she needs a new pacemaker. So let's get it done, boys. Reptile Henderson under center hands it off to Crockpot Peters behind right guard, gain of one. That run brought to you by the Gut Guys Gastroenterology. The only place you should have to experience explosive runs is at Coffee Town football games. So call the Gut Guys for your free gut scan today. Second down, left guard this time, pick up two. Come on, Crockpot. Third down now, nose of the ball on our own six or eight, and Copper Central eats up Reptile, puts him in the dirt before he can even hand the ball off. Man alive, we go to halftime trailing seven-nothing and playing scared. Time now for our academic athlete brought to you by Big Tire. Quarterback Reptile Henderson has a 4.0 working on his technical degree in motorsports. Same as his 40 time. He's the spark plug of our offense. Reptile put in new intakes and drive shafts and all the team buses. And now they're topping out near triple digits on a straight shot. The school district's making the team wear helmets and shoulder pads to and away from ball games. Even the bus driver and all the coaches got to wear protective headgear. Reptile, how do we nominate you in for a Nobel Prize, son? Okay, fourth and one from our own 15. Copper Central up 10-0. Reckon this will be the last play of the ball game. Reptile hands it off to Crockpot. There's a hole. 20, 30, run Crockpot, and by God, he's going to score. Might take him a few hours, but by the end of the night, you know Crockpot is going to cook. Copperheads fall 10-6 to start the season. Good teams win, but great teams cover. It's still early, y'all. Coffee Town ain't dead yet, and Mama ain't either. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, our guest is the co-host of Marty and McGee on the SEC Network and ESPN Radio and knows more about Star Wars than George Lucas. But more importantly, he's also the former mascot, Traveler's Rest High School, and the voice of the Forest Hill Yellow Jackets. He is Ryan McGee. What's up, McGee? Brother, I'm doing great. Uh, fall is getting here. It's uh, I drove past a high school stadium just last night and looked like they were going through some two-a-days which I don't think are legal anymore, but they were doing it anyway. But it's uh, it just means that it's, it's about time to get going. Yeah, I went and did a little project at a high school right up the road, and they didn't do two-a-days. They were practicing in the morning before school, which blew my mind. I yeah. could never no. fathom doing that. Well, my, they were my going right before just, school my, and then yeah. my, my loading up just, on chicken biscuits and yeah. going to I class. Yeah, no, my, my daughter just graduated high school, and getting up super early is like their thing now. And when I was in high school, man, that was, I mean, I was the guy that the parents had to kick the door, literally physically kick the door, <laughs> get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. And my daughter, I mean, they just, they got student council meetings at like 530 in the morning. And, you know, I think Chick-fil-A changed everything. Once, once Chick-fil-A started serving breakfast, like at 6 a.m., it was just all a big excuse for them to go get a biscuit and then go to whatever. But yeah, I would be puking up biscuits hard as I could go on August 15th you know these, these chicken biscuits were from the golden pantry uh big big friends of the show here been fueled by them for a while uh, a little Georgia chain but yeah. wherever you get your biscuits you know it, it there's nothing like one after practice if you can get one or before school um McGee I, I mentioned you went to Traveler's Rest High School okay what's the deal with that name what does it mean where, where does it go back to it's the devil dogs they actually just sent. They actually just sent this to me not too long ago. It's uh, the, so so uh, the legend uh, Chico Bolin, um, and we Travers Rest when I the old high school that where I went and the new high school where they go now, uh, Chico Bolin Stadium. Uh, Coach Bolin was um, he fought in like the Battle of the Bulge. Like he he's a World War II veteran. Yeah, can I see and, that again? The the yeah. mascot there. Yeah, look at this. What kind of like, helmet is he get, wearing there? Yeah, I got a story about the design of this thing. So okay. the, he was a Marine, Chico Bowen was. And so he fought in World War II, and it was in World War One, um, in this just awful battle in Europe that the Marines uh, were called the Devil Dogs, like whatever's French for Devil Dog, like Tufel Dogis or whatever. And so Chico Bowen, when he uh, finished with the Marines in World War II, they opened a new high school. Uh, in Travers Rest, South Carolina, just north of Greenville in the mountains, uh, hired Chico as the uh, coach Bowling as the um, uh, the coach and athletic director. We need a mascot. And coach was like, well, I was just with the Marines and the Devil Dogs. And he used to give that speech all the time about you know how the, the, the Marines were called the Devil Dogs and the story behind it. And, and like now they play this incredible audio recording, like from some documentary for the team before every game about how the devil dog's name came about but yeah so it's uh they're not named for the uh for the snack cake 
which I didn't even know about until I moved to the Northeast for a couple of years. They were named for these ridiculous Marines that fought, you know, in World War One. You know, I, uh, I when I started my local news career was in Macon, Georgia, and Robbins Air Force Base is right down the road, and they had a Devil Dogs squadron. And we yep. used to go and like do stories there, and it was incredible to meet those guys. And they gave me one of their coins. I wish I had it uh, with me, but yeah, that, that's a really cool story. I bet he fired everybody up, man. Yeah, and I, and honestly, I feel awful. I called him. I called him Chico. You don't call him Chico. He's Coach Bowling. You know, Coach Bowling passed away several years ago. But when I was in high school, Coach Bowling had retired, but he came to every game, and he also was a track coach. I ran track, and so he come to all the track meets. And I didn't know who he was. I didn't grow up in Travers Rest. I moved there, started my my junior year of high school. And uh, I had a pretty good run. I ran middle distance. I pretty good eight, run an 800 one day. And also I look up and there's this guy standing there. And he's giving me all this advice. I'm thinking, who's this old dude giving me all this advice? And people told me later, that was Coach Bowling. But yeah, you didn't call him Chico. You called him Coach Bowling. But, he was, but it was Chico Bowling Stadium. Yeah. And you talk about the devil dog design. So this was actually... This is the design they still use, and this was designed by a guy named Mark Court. And uh, Mark's little brother, Daniel D.C., Daniel Court, he was our quarterback. So Mark was a couple years ahead of us, and he designed this. Uh, he went on to a great gr- career as a cra- graphic designer, but this was this is still their logo. So Yeah, clearly. I mean, look at that thing. Yeah. I mean, he's – I mean, you don't want to mess with him, right? No and way. I mean, yeah. Georgia has that old dog mascot, and they kind of replaced it with like some new graphic design stuff. But putting a like a doughboy helmet on it, like he's yeah. fighting in the trenches, and he's got the spiked, uh, he's got the spiked dog collar for sure. And, and the look on his face is like, the hell do you want? Like, you're like, <laughs> why are you even, why are you even out here right now? And it's the like, best part, the best part of it is, our, so our bitter rival, Travis dresses Berea High School, and on. On Marty McGee, sometimes I'll I'll start running down Berea to this day. They're just the Bulldogs. Like they're, I mean, no offense to Georgia out there, but but they were just the regular old whatever the Bulldogs. We we're the Devil Dogs, and you know, Devil Dogs just sounds better. And so, no, that's player, way better. Yeah. Do you think the Bulldogs? What, what would you guess? High school mascots in the country. Bulldogs got to be the top five, right? You probably got a lot of Cougars. You got a lot of Wildcats, Tigers. I mean, Bulldogs got to be up there, but I don't. Got, it's it's got to be number one. Dogs. I mean, I'm thinking about like even. I went to two different high schools. I went to high school in Raleigh for two years, and I went to high school in, in Travers Rest for my last two years, and we had at least two Bulldogs in the conference in Raleigh, and I and then we had the Bulldogs that we played against in Grizzly. I think I would, I would. I bet every conference in America has a, has some sort of Bulldogs. I would bet. Yeah. It's got to be number one. What Wildcats are probably close. Yeah, I, w- I would think so. What made Barry so bad? Yeah. But Devil Dogs, I've never found another Devil Dogs. So when I say go Devil Dogs, as I do on Marty McGee all the time, I keep waiting on someone to say, oh, yeah, you know, when I, and again, when I lived in Connecticut or I traveled the country, I kind of look around and I haven't, I haven't found another Devil Dogs yet. What you said they're Barrier? Is that what they're called? Berea. Berea, what made Berea so bad? Just, just, just uh, mangy. I mean, no good rednecks. They just hang out in parking lots, and you know, I'm not even sure what they did for a living. And they, they literally, you know, it was such a, it was such a bleed over. You know, you have people who lived in Berea 
that went to Travers Rest and, and uh, you know, maybe a couple people in Travers Rest went to breathe just because of the blurred lines of the whatever. But it was just, you know, they had like the rundown Kmart. I mean, the most famous person from Berea was a woman who used to walk the streets out there with the shopping cart. And her name was Hubba Hubba. And Hubba Hubba would just, all she did was just walk up and down the road, just yelling and cussing at everybody. Like if you drove past her, she just, ah, you SOB, blah, 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 blah. We'd roll down the window, hey, Hubba Hubba, go devil dogs. <laughs> so if the most famous person from your town is the woman with the grocery cart cussing at traffic, you know, that's all you need to know about Berea. Yeah. And she's just gotten out of the rundown Kmart, picked up yeah. a blue light special. Yeah. No, that's totally it. And the, and the deal was, so I moved, I moved again, I, I, I grew up in Raleigh. I went to um, a great high school, Enloe High School in Raleigh, go Eagles. Uh, but football wasn't a huge deal. It's a basketball school. We had multiple NBA players, Nate McMillan, Danny Young, all these guys went to Enloe. So when I moved out to, I'd experienced high school football my whole life. But when we moved to Travers Rest, South Carolina, it was Friday Night Lights. Our team wasn't great, but, you know, we caravan behind the bus, you know, when we went on road games. And uh, I remember we played Berea like week two of my first year. And all these people had grown up together in Travis Rest. They'd all, I mean, I mean, preschool, kindergarten, all the way through high school. I showed up. I'm the new guy. I parachuted in, you know, junior year of high school. And I remember we played Berea like game two or three, lost the game. And after the game, you know, I remember my, my still one of my dearest friends in the world, Scott McCall, Scott Dirty McCall, Dirty goes, get in the truck. I go, what are we doing? Because we're going to Bernardio's. Why are we going to Bernardio's? Bernardio's was a pizza joint right at the border between Berea and Travers Rest. We're going to Bernardio's to fight. Like, it didn't matter who won the game, who lost the game, whatever. When the dog bowl was over, you went to Bernardio's and hung out in the parking lot at, like it was at a strip mall, and you just kind of circle each other like West Side Story. Yeah. And eventually somebody threw hands and you know, the fight started and it's just, and I realized, Oh, this is just, this is how this goes right now. And so, uh, yeah, I think it's probably still how it goes. Bernardio's the official pizza of the dog bowl post game yeah. brawl. Yeah, that was it. And I still Travis rest last year, destroy Berea. And I proudly on Marty and McGee, wherever we, we were like at LSU or somewhere. And I proudly announced, Hey, I just need everybody to know, you know, Travis rest beat Berea 56 to whatever last night. You know, yeah, go double dogs. And y'all probably aren't doing good numbers in Berea. Yeah, probably not. And that's fine. So every year I speak, uh, try to every year at uh, uh, Palmetto Boys State, American Legion Boys State in South Carolina is a, is a is experience, one of the greatest experiences of my, my, my life and, and certainly my high school career. And I'm fortunate that most years they bring me back to speak to the boys at Boys State each year. And there's two representatives from almost every high school in the state of South Carolina. And I always start the speech by saying, Hey, you know, I, I'm, I'm a proud graduate of Boys State. Nah, nah, nah. And, uh, I'll say, where are my Travers Rest Devil Dogs at? And there's all the two guys, Hey, you know, yay. I'm like, go Devil Dogs. And I'll say, where are the guys from Berea? We got any guys from Berea? And they go, yeah. I go, oh, you two shut the hell up and sit there the rest of the time. I don't want to hear anything out of the rest of y'all, you know, rest of the night. So <laughs> it's still, I'm old man, but I'm still Berea's Berea. You got to set the tone. Yeah. We kind of had the opposite with our rivals. Uh, our school got split off. A huge school. For a while, it was the biggest high school in the country, I think, Collins Hill. And they split it off to Peachtree Ridge. And that's where Ironhead Hayward's kid was going to play football for Collins Hill. Yeah. And they split it off to Peachtree Ridge. And, of course, everybody wants to go to the new school. So yeah. he went to Peachtree Ridge. 
and everyone went with them, essentially. And they were good right away, like right out of the gates. And it was a pretty wealthy area. I mean, not yeah. like super upper crust or anything, but we became the poor school. And my brother told me, yeah, my brother told me after I graduated that the insult for Peachtree Ridge when Collins Hill would play is the student section would shake uh, Pop-Tarts in the student section because they said that was the only thing that Collins Hill could afford for breakfast. I'm like, <laughs> first of all, Pop-Tarts are not a bad breakfast. Not at all. No, I, 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 I may or may not have had a Pop-Tart about an hour ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, kind of opposite end of the, of the spectrum. They didn't have a, a hubba hubba or anything like that, but yeah. It gets nasty, man. The high school rivalries, we had fights. I mean, of course we had fights, oh, yeah. all that stuff. So yeah, there's yeah. nothing like that high school rival. Uh, so you ran track. Yep. Did you play any other sports? What What was the team like? What was the track team like? Now, I was a runner, so and, and I had a lot of – so our, our coach, our track coach at Travers Russ was the football coach, uh, Jack Anderson. And – Jack Anderson had played high school football for uh, for Chico Bowen back in the 60s, uh, and then he played for Frank Howard at Clemson. Uh, he played a couple different positions at Clemson, was all ACC, led the ACC in punting like two years in a row. And Jack Anderson, I mean, to this day, he's the guy. Like, like no one's no one's been a better athlete than Jack Anderson in the history of Travis Rest High School, and no one will be. They had their inaugural Hall of Fame class at Travis Rest about 10 years ago, and Jack Anderson what was the guy. And Coach Anderson, he his I mean, his hair has always been white. Like I, I swear I think he was born, you know, in the 50s with like a head of white hair. But Coach Anderson was the best athlete at our high school, even when he was the track coach. Like every now and then, just to remind everyone that he had played football at Clemson was all ACC and all that stuff. He'd just get a football out and would punt it. 90 yards. I mean, in, the dude's in his like 40s. And it's just, but to, but to this day, he's the guy. And so all the football players were on the track team with me because Coach Anderson was like, you're on the track team because you, he's keeping everyone in shape. Right. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, all those guys, all those guys were my guys. And it was, uh, our track team was really good. And what was odd was because Coach Anderson was a Clemson guy we're going to run whatever offense Clemson's running. And, and just for folks know, <laughs> Travis Rest High School, I mean, as a crow flies, is is nothing from Clemson. I mean, it, it take you take you, you know, 40 minutes to drive down there, if, if that. And so uh, the fact that he'd been a grad assistant, an assistant coach, and a player at Clemson just added to the lore of Coach Anderson. But because he was a Clemson guy, whatever offense Clemson was running, that's what Travis Rest was going to run. And so we had all these – we had athletes built for, like, the run and shoot like we should have been slinging it but we were running the wishbone because by god that's what danny four was doing and that's 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 how, that's how that was going to go we didn't have the personnel for it daniel court dc had an arm with all these uh guys that ran when we on the track team won the conference uh all these sprinters i mean we should have been the houston astros or the houston oilers instead of the houston oilers we were uh you know we tried to be the uh the clemson tigers so they didn't go too well, I guess. No, our teams were okay. You know, we had our moments, but but it was not it was not a great team. But they're fun to watch, and uh, and there was honestly there was something beautiful about the suffering, right? Um, you know, when when the team's struggling, um, 
you know, what you, I think what you don't want to be is like five and five, you know, to me, either win 10 games or win two games because oh, uh, yeah. the stories seem to be better mm-hmm. on, on, on the extremes. Yeah. And your, your friends are showing up regardless. Yeah. I was there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, dude, you're talking to the uh, class of prolitics. I voted most school spirit because I never missed a game. And also, All right, so you yeah, were you a mascot and it yeah. elevated you to a very successful career as an intern for the uh, Asheville tourists. Yeah. I got your book. All right. Oh, I know you're going to, sir. I appreciate that. Circus of baseball. But tell me, yeah. uh, tell me about this mascot story. I can't remember who it was who was the Travis Rest Dog mascot, but they got hurt. And so, hold on. How'd they get hurt? Um, it was a non mascot related accident. Okay. Um, I believe it was a farm related accident. Um, yeah. and I'm trying to remember exactly what happened. All I know is, is that it's like, it's like Friday morning and we got a huge home game and everybody's panicking a little bit. Like, you know, who's going to be the mascot. And I'm like, well, I'll do it. And I always just, you know, I'm just like, whatever. I, I was the guy that was, I'm, I'm the new guy. I'm willing to do whatever anyway. And so I also figured out really quickly that if you were the mascot, you like hung out with the cheerleaders. Right. Oh, yeah. and you travel with the cheerleaders. And you mentioned that book. I opened the book with me unsuccessfully trying to get this cheerleader from my high school. And she knows who she is to go out with me. I think me dressing up as the devil dog was part of my one of my many unsuccessful ploys. Oh, so it didn't her. help. You couldn't leverage the devil dog into the date. Yeah, but I did yeah. leverage it into, you know, being part of dance routines. And, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm on the we have no male, no male mascots. It's just me and or my male cheerleaders. It's just right. me and them. Right. And so. Uh, so, yeah, but I put that thing on and it was a padded, um, you know, just football uniform. And um, with, you know, kind of chintzy paws, you know, that you wore, but it had the big like paper mache, you know, head that was modeled after my boy, Mark Quartz you know, design. Yeah. And what I realized very quickly was whoever had worn it, not just the week before, but in the years before had never wiped that thing out. And so it was, it smelled awful, but it was a hit dude. I mean, I remember I went up in the stands and I'm a big, you you mentioned I'm a big minor league baseball guy. So Max Patkin. And, you know, if you went to any minor league game and you saw the great, you know, great major league mascots and go up in the stands and dance, I did all that stuff. I had a whole like comedy routine. I did. And have a picture in the paper, the Travers Rest Mountain Monitor, right? I mean, it was a big deal. And so at home, it was great. But the next week, we went to um, went to Easley, South Carolina. And uh, that didn't go so great. Um, and I remember I got dressed in the parking lot right next to my buddy Dirty's truck. And as we're walking from his truck to the stadium, I start hearing this like bang, bang, bang. And I realized people were throwing rocks at, at the devil dog and the rocks are hitting, you know, the edges, the outer edges of this, of this helmet, you know, this, this paper mache plastic helmet, whatever, or, you know, probably 12 inches off my ears. And these rocks are just hitting this thing. And then finally one hit me like in the right square in the middle of the back. And I hear dirty go, Oh damn, man, we got to go. And like, it's like, you see, like when people are shooting at like some head of state, you know, over, over in, you know, some third world country, yeah, and dirty the, guys, was, the guys cover him up and they run him into the building. You. 
yeah, that's what happened. And so uh, I figured out very quickly when we left to take the head off and then make a run to the stadium or to the truck to get out of there. But uh, but it, I, the girl did not go out with me because of it. But I do have some great pictures of me, you know, on the field with the cheerleaders um, when no one else, you know, was allowed to stand with them. So it kind of worked. Yeah. I, hey, it, it counted for something, man. You earned those devil dog stripes, though. Like, yeah. that is an actual devil dog moment. You were under That's fire. It. Yeah. Well, and then you mentioned the book, the, the Welcome to Circus Baseball book. So, uh, you know, five years later, I was an intern for a minor league baseball team. And Ted E. Tourist was our mascot, a bear. And it's it's photo day. We're taking team pictures and we're taking baseball card pictures. And, you know, Fleer's there taking pictures for cards. And we had a local actor who would portray Ted E. Tourist. He never showed up. I, we, we still don't know why he didn't show up. And so our boss goes, Has, does anybody here have any mascot experience? I'm like, yeah, man, go double dog. <laughs> which, is, so, which is really just an yeah. outrageous question. So I have a baseball card. So I have a, I have a professional. There you go. I keep it in my office. I'm, that's you. That's, that's me in there. Clearly the costume was made for someone much larger than I was, but that's me. <laughs> Teddy Tours. And on the back, Teddy Tours hometown was not Asheville, North Carolina, but Greenville, South Carolina, because, uh, you know, there you go. So I have a, I have a baseball card. They shouted you out like that. Yeah. So there you go. Go double dog, son. Go tourists. You, uh, I love the book because you really do show the, the connection between how those high school experiences, whether it was at traveler's rest or while you were a young dude out of college in college, working on high school football games behind the mic, how they kind of started your career. And I think whether you played sports and made it to the pros as an athlete, like some of the people I talked to on here or people in the media like you, you start in high school. You start and earn those stripes covering a lot of high school sports. And I'm sure you saw some amazing things and kind of crafted what you do as a, as a broadcaster, as a reporter, uh, covering Forest Hill, right? Yellow Jackets. Yeah, the Forest Hills Yellow Jackets. I, so right out of college, I, I was um, uh, I did some local radio first as a color analyst, which, as y'all have just learned, I didn't play uh, high school football, but now I'm a color analyst. And uh, and the play-by-play guy, this is Monroe, right outside of Monroe, North Carolina. This is in Marshville, North Carolina, hometown of Randy Travis. Uh, as you okay. pull into town, there's a big mural of Randy, uh, you know, painted on the side of a building. Um. You, you pull into town, there's a sign, welcome to Marshville, North Carolina, home of Randy Travis, country music's finest. That's what the sign says. And uh, we're on WIXE, 1190 AM, Wixie and Dixie. And the play-by-play guy was James the Fox Reddish, Fox with two X's. And uh, and Fox weighed, I'm not exaggerating, 400 pounds. Yeah. And so we would get to um, Ralph Hargett Stadium, at Forest Hills, and the only way to get up on top of the press box was this kind of a uh, fire escape ladder, and the fox would climb about halfway up that ladder and literally start swinging like a pendulum. And after about six swings, he'd get up enough momentum to fling himself up on top of this building. Fox was an athlete. Fox was an athlete, and uh, Fox and I had a good time, man, but then kind of like the guy who played Teddy tourist one week, Fox didn't show up. And, uh, the word was sent to me. I put on the headset, uh, at the ballpark 
or at the stadium and uh, the guy at the back in the, the control room at Wixie and Dixie goes, Hey man, Fox ain't coming. You're doing play by play. <laughs> so, and then, so when I wasn't doing radio, I was, I wrote as a stringer for the Monroe Inquirer journal, the EJ. And, uh, yeah, and the first game I covered was Anson County versus Sun Valley, and the at Sun Valley, and the final score was, it was like sixty five to three or something. And I wrote, I still have it. Um, I, I scanned it not too long ago, but I wrote my whole lead was about the Sun Valley cheerleaders because <laughs> I was sitting there looking at them, and I'm like, again, going back to my I, clearly, I was obsessed with cheerleaders, but I, I was like. I think my lead was like, you have to hand it to the cheerleaders of Sun Valley High School. And I'm like, you know, putting quotes like rah, rah, sis, boom, ba, whatever. I said, because, you know, they were down 21 nothing, I think, in like 90 seconds. And I'm like, but you couldn't stop the cheerleaders, you know, no matter. So I would write, you know, Anson County returns up and kick off a touchdown and then has a pick six or whatever else, you know, and then, you know, give me an S. And I kept doing this all throughout the piece. I take it back to the, you know, you drive back to the, um, Monroe Inquirer Journal Newsroom. I'll never forget the sports editor just lost his mind. Dude, you can't write a whole story about cheerleaders. I'm like, what the hell else am I going to write? I said, the game was over in four minutes. I said, it was the worst beatdown I've ever seen and um, until Georgia TCU. And, uh, and I said, so what do I do? I said, this is my lead. And the editor-in-chief was like, no, 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 I love it. Let's leave it in there. And so uh, as I went on to write for – for ESPN, I uh, always wondered if that editor maybe, you know, realized he probably should just left me alone, let me write my lead about the cheerleaders. <laughs> I mean, I think it worked out for you. Yeah, it worked out all right. But don't, but do when at the best though. Like it's kind of like the writing the book about being a hundred dollar week intern for the tourists, poorest I ever was, but the most fun I ever had. And when I was keeping my own stats sitting on the top row of the visitor section, visitor side of the field, you know, at uh, Scotland County High School or Monroe High School or Parkwood High School. It's that's that's as much fun as I've ever had in my life. And um and the mistakes you make and and the and the good ideas that you have back then, you know, I still, you know, it all it all adds up, man. Life is Legos. All that stuff you did back then is the only reason you get to do the stuff you do now. 100%, man. I mean, I grew up in Gwinnett County, huge metropolis outside of Atlanta. First job working in Macon, covering, you know, schools that are in AAA, AA, single A. I was in, at the time, 5A was the biggest, now it's 7A. Yeah. And I'll never forget that time because it really showed me that pure element of high school football. Yeah. The true community. I'm not saying we didn't have it. But the true, like, man, this is this is all we got, man. Yeah, we're we're living and dying with Takeo Spikes at Washington County. Yeah, and the Edwards brothers. We still yeah. talk about them. Yeah, and we get our milkshakes at Dairy Lane. Still yeah. got their jerseys up. Yep, and sure. we got a graveyard. We got a graveyard on the field for all the teams we beat. Yeah, it's real. No, it's real, and it, and it's um, and I, I tell I tell well, I tell you the, one of the greatest lessons I learned in my career. And, and I talk about this all the time when I'm talking to like college classes or, or talking to people that, that want to get into the businesses, a lesson I learned doing the forest Hills homecoming game that fall for Wixie and Dixie. 
and I had prepared all these notes for the halftime show. And we're going to do scores from around the conference. And I'm, and I had, I had written out this whole, I'd done this whole preview of the college football slate coming up on Saturday. Um, and then I had written a whole preview for the Carolina Panthers game on Sunday. So I got, I got 20 minutes and I am, I am loaded up and we come back from break and I'm like, welcome back to, you know, Ralph Hargett Stadium, Forest Hills High School, you know, the score so-and-so and the Yellow Jackets lead. Da, da, da. I'm like, let's talk about Saturday and, you know, college football. And I start going through this whole thing. And then I get into my Panthers thing and the way it worked and the way it still works is you know, you're dialed into like the phone line. And so only when you're in a commercial break can the board operator at the radio station talk to you without without everyone hearing him over the broadcast. And I mean, I am I am going into great detail, man, about how you know Stephen Davis is going to do this for the Panthers on Sunday, and you know, whatever, so and so. And right on the air, the board op back at the station goes, "Hey Ryan, uh, it's time to take a commercial break." Like interrupted me on the air. I go, "Okay, well, you know what, folks." We'll be back. When we come back, I'm going to continue my preview, you know, the Panthers and the Saints or whatever. We go to commercial break, and he goes, what the hell are you doing? And I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm breaking it down, man. He goes, no, no, shut up. He goes, my phone lines at this radio station are completely crashed with all the angry people wanting you to tell them what is happening on the field. I go, nothing's happening on the field. He goes, homecoming is happening on the field. He goes, that's what they want to know about. He goes, I got grandma stuck at home wanting to know what their granddaughter is wearing on the field right now. He goes, so damn it, talk about homecoming. We come from back from break, and dude, I was like Grantland Rice. I'm like, folks, you won't believe, you know, the pink chiffon dress that, you know, no, 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 that Laverne so-and-so is wearing, you know. But what I learned that day, though, was know your audience, Right. Who are you writing to? Who are you speaking to? Who are you broadcasting for? Because my audience did not care about the Panthers and the Saints, and they certainly didn't care about, you know, USC, UCLA. They wanted to know who the hell the homecoming queen was. And so I, I, have, I have lived with that lesson echoing in my head, you know, since the, uh, since the fall of 1994. It's powerful. You don't forget those, man. I got that lesson when I got a letter from a prisoner in Macon telling me that I needed to have NASCAR lead my sports cast said, all right, Sunday NASCAR needs to lead. Got your audience for real. No one cares about the Falcons. Yeah. Uh, Where, where can people find more Ryan McGee? Uh, ESPN man, wherever any platform they give me, but, but, you know, primarily ESPN.com we're getting all of our, uh, you talk about NASCAR, you know, this is the 75th anniversary of NASCAR. I started just a couple weeks ago. Now I'm doing all these top five lists through the rest of the season until we hit 75 things. So, uh, you know, top five greatest races, top five greatest drivers, top five toughest drivers, top five ugliest cars. I mean, I got a bunch of stuff coming. And then, uh, and this time, I mean, dude, I'm working on college football preview stuff, man. Marty McGee, we're, uh, we're back in the studio on Saturday mornings and we'll be hitting the road, uh, Labor Day weekend, going to Nashville for the going to Nashville for the rematch of the nineteen ninety Sugar Bowl, Tennessee and Virginia. <laughs> yep, there's a lot of bad blood still boiling over from that one. There is for me. So it's a uh, 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 it was uh, I'm going to be telling. I start dating myself when I tell these stories, but uh, but I'm going to tell them anyway. So yeah, 
the uh, I'm all, I'm the phone's still ringing, so uh, y'all keep reading. McGee, thank you so much, man. Appreciated the stories. Good luck this football season. Talk to you soon. Go Devil Dogs. Death to Berea. <laughs> Appreciate Ryan McGee stopping by. There's a lot more where that came from this season right here on Go Fight Win. A lot of entertaining, interesting, and absurd conversations about high school football as the season goes on. Hit like and subscribe wherever you're watching or listening to this show. Help us grow it. And if you want to be a part of the team, support us. And that's me. Head on over to GoCoffeeTown.com. Get yourself a hat, T-shirt, coffee mug, whatever you want to do to be a part of the Coffee Town Nation. It's going to be a fun football season, y'all. I'm excited for this show. I'm excited you're a part of it. We'll catch you next week right here on Go Fight Win, dropping every Thursday on every platform other than a ham radio. See ya. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.